It's Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overseen. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but I will remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? I am so salty about this. You're already listening. You found it. Why am I telling you? But just in case you're listening in your friend's car, you can find this. Where do you find podcasts? Where's that? Google it. But technically speaking, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, a bunch of other places. And of course, at the SEO rant.com. We're at Twitter at SEO rant. Great. That's out of the way. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically on Thursdays, but this is not my full-time job. It's not my part-time job. It's not any freelance where I don't get paid in any way, shape, or form for this. So if I don't have time, I don't do an episode. So it does make sense to subscribe in case I miss a week. You'll be notified or won't be notified, then know that you haven't been notified so that you're notified that there's no episode. That's not confusing at all. Anyway, for your listening pleasure, she is a former Brighton SEO speaker. She's the search acquisition manager over at Pictorine. She is Alice Russell. Did I say that right? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> you said that right. Yes. Because it's French. So Thank I feel you like for I'm, I'm Americanizing me. it. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> So, okay, you mentioned that you lived in Montreal. And I, yes. I mentioned to you that I used to go to Montreal and smuggle um, Cuban cigars over the border into the US, not for selling for my own personal use. But I remember being in Montreal and speaking English and being looked at like I was some kind of creep. Why is that? <laughs> so, oh, you know, in Montreal, you have 50% of, of the population that speak English and, and the other ones that speak French. So, this is like pretty complicated to yeah to to find the proper language i would say it depends on on the streets where you live on the restaurant where you go to etc so if i spoke so, english to you in montreal would you look at me like oh stupid american <laughs> no 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 I, I i lived there for three years and actually <clears throat> i think that i speak more English than French there and I was like pretty happy with, with it of course I was coming from France and looking to to improve my English so very happy to, to be able to, to speak in English so no okay. no, no I would be Thank very you. happy to, to speak with you in English of course I, I appreciate that <laughs> I feel I feel so much better now um okay so today we're talking about Stepping aside from SEO to build a growth team and building an efficient growth flywheel. What does that mean? Wow. <laughs> and lots. <laughs> well, you have 20 minutes to explain it, basically. <laughs> okay, so here you will have only the, the resume in, in, in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um... Can you explain to me nuclear fission in 20 minutes, please? <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. I couldn't explain it in um... an hour. I don't know what it is. So uh, to start with, like from from the get go, uh, I started in my career in 2014 already. Whoa! Um, and I started as a traffic manager, so I was both dealing with uh, paid acquisition and organic acquisition as well. And somewhere, um, I found out that paid acquisition was let's say um, too easy somewhere because you had access to all the keywords, you had access to like uh, a lot of settings in your campaign. So 
somewhere you were just like quick, quick clicking on buttons and you know setting setting up your campaign. And for SEO, it was way more complicated. You had to do your keyword research, um, think about the content and etc. So you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, I decided that it was way more interesting. So I decided to dove deep into into SEO. And um, this is what I did for the last uh, six years. Um, and then I decided to to like to get out of my comfort zone and to go back to paid acquisition. But I didn't want to to stop doing SEO, so that's why I I stepped outside the SEO world and and relearn. As a paid acquisition, and it changed a lot um, since uh, 2014. So I, I had to relearn everything and to learn uh, what is gross, really. So um, today, this is what I'm doing, uh, dealing with the paid acquisition here at Pictarin and the organic uh, search as well. So yeah, this is what I do now. Uh, this is like really interesting, and I, with all the experience I have gained in in SEO, this is like maybe way more uh, interesting to to deal with paid acquisition because even if you uh, bid on keywords, even if you have uh, important budgets on your paid acquisition, the way that platforms. Um, grow um, means that we can't um, have the same um, information than before. So for instance, um, I drive campaigns for uh, mobile apps and we do not have um, keywords. So I don't know what keywords I'm bidding on. This is like the algorithm that is bidding on keywords I don't know for me. And somewhere this is like more, uh, it sounds like more uh, SEO to me somewhere, you know, not knowing all the, all the data, not being able to, to manage everything, to know everything. Right. And, and yeah, that's really interesting to, to, to manage all the acquisition channels, I would say. So paid SEO, uh, email, retention, et cetera. Why do you recommend pulling back from SEO? Um, I really like SEO and it was like a complicated uh, decision. Mm -hmm. um, well, I would say that somewhere, even if, I'm, if I don't know everything in SEO, I had the feeling to have seen what I wanted to, to see, mm -hmm. at least. And that's why I wanted to try new, new things and to step outside, like to yeah, take a step back. Uh, because even if you have developed a specialty into a specific uh, acquisition channel, then all the traffic that come to your website this is not only coming from one channel. This is coming from different channels. And somewhere you need to, to learn and to understand 
why the people are doing this on your website and where do, do are they coming from, right? And and so you can't like stay in your uh, expertise. You need to learn other expertise and to better understand like the big picture. And this is like really interesting to to have the big picture because uh, we know uh, when we do some analysis that some of our users come first from the paid search, then from the organic search, and then they finally purchase through the direct traffic, for instance, or thanks to an emailing. And it means that somewhere we, the user, we pay maybe uh, multiple times for, for it to come on the website, you know, because the user need to multiple sessions before like uh, purchasing something on your website or something else. So it's important to have like, yes, this big picture to understand everything. So that's why I decided to, to step back and, and yes, and, and go into and went into, into growth, I guess. So that's really, really interesting because <clears throat> I mean, you told me if you don't want to talk about this, but I find it interesting that when you talk about growth, so it, it we generally take to me because you step back as opposed to focusing on one channel. Now you're focusing on multiple channels. But there's also, I don't know what the right word is, like an asynchronous way of looking at growth where you can say, okay, look, there's social, there's paid, there's search, there's all these channels I need to manage. That's one way of stepping back. There's also, I think, another way to step back. We say, okay, SEO is one art or one science or one area of the organic world. But you can take a more, I'll call it a holistic or broad look at what SEO is, right? So SEO could be, it's all about my technical SEO. It's all about this. It's all about that. Or it's all about content, whatever it is, whatever you want to focus on about SEO. But you can take it back easier with content, actually, to step back and say, okay, there's SEO, there's content, but there's a whole other aspect to this of, you know, a fuller content marketing picture. There's also looking at the, SC, the, the content from a, a purely growth perspective or and which includes brand, which includes perception, which includes all sorts of things. And that's not a channel. Right. In that case, you're not even looking at a channel. I'm looking at brand and perception. I'm not thinking about a channel at all. I'm just thinking of content growth. And you can look at the content from at the same time, I think, from an SEO perspective and from a brand perspective at the same time. So I'm just curious, like, what do you think about like there's sort of like, yeah, you can take a step back and look at growth from a very linear, not linear, but a very, um, you know, formulaic kind of way, multiple channels. I want to address multiple channels. Or you can look at growth by zooming out and looking at a little more artistically yeah <clears throat> yeah that's that's true um so here at pictarin we we are lucky because we don't need to we didn't uh have the need to build a brand to drive our acquisition because we work with partners and we do some like what we called uh, brand hacking so luckily for us our partners are well known, so we are using their, uh, you know, their authority and 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 yes and and uh, yes. So all their, uh, I would, oh, you would say network. So yes, we, we are lucky because this is like way way different than than we, we what we would do otherwise. But yes, you are right that sometimes what you do 
from a content point of view is for the brand only. And sometimes also what you do is like for the, I would say for, for SEO, I don't like to, to say that, uh, content for SEO, but you know what you mean? Like content that is aiming to, to drive traffic, to answer questions, et cetera. Yeah. So, and, and yes, this is like different. I, I think there's a huge overlap because when you, even when you're answering a question, like you want the, you want the user to walk away having a certain perception of the brand. Like they're to me very, very, very tied together. But where I think there's, I think where there's a gap is when you're talking about acquisition and not about acquisition, and and when you're talking about taking from a purely growth perspective, like again, you can talk about growth from an acquisition point of view, or you could talk growth from a more qualitative point of view at the same time. How do you balance both? Because when you're dealing with multiple channels, and I find this with companies in general, where they will get so wrapped up in acquisition that I have seen companies that have brand departments which are just acquisition departments. They're not branding at all. It's just pure acquisition, but they call it branding. They fool themselves into thinking this is branding, but fundamentally it's just acquisition. How do you not fall into that trap? Or do you think maybe it's not a trap? I don't know. <laughs> um, good question. So to, to give you like a, a fun fact, um, we built uh, a website uh, a few months ago to like an MVP, right? To, to test uh, new products. So we bought uh, an expired domain just because the name was cool. Okay, just for nice. this purpose, <laughs> not for, for, not I love for that, the purpose by the way. Of, of being an, an expired Perfect. domain. <laughs> and so, by the way, like, that should be a, a life. I interrupt you, but that should be to the audience. That's a life. Do <laughs> your decision process should be that's cool. Let's do that. <laughs> and what is funny with that is that, like, the MVP, like, the very first web page that went live was very awful, to be honest. Sorry to, to picture me if someone uh, is, is listening to, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we just had uh, a logo saying Poster Collective, the, the, the name of, of the website. And so you land on the page, you base a poster and then you receive um, a confirmation email saying thank you, etc. Your your product will arrive in, in two days, etc. So we di we didn't want wanted at this time to build a brand or to use the the brand in any way. We just wanted to make a first uh, sale to prove that we can go from zero to one and then from one to 10 and et cetera. And we did some user research to improve the web page, And that was the, the purpose of, of the MPP actually, uh, building it uh, thanks to, to the user research, et cetera. And in each user research that we did, each call that we did, all the clients were able to talk about Poster Collective. Oh yes, you are the website that is, um, you are Poster Collective, your logo is yellow and, and black and et cetera. And that was like really funny because we didn't do anything to like push the brand, to talk about the brand, to, we didn't even use the brand in, in the ads we did on Facebook ads and et cetera. So 
Yeah, I, I guess to, I don't know if that answers you, your question. <laughs> Sorry for that, but yes, just to, to tell you that the, the brands, I, I'm sure it depends on, on things that you don't, you don't like, um, you don't actually do. This is how people perceive it. Right. So you can like uh, try, try to build a brand, try to uh, bring values, etc. But in the end, this is not in your control. This is in the control of your users, of your customers, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, funny, it's so much, so much of marketing and so much of growth marketing. I think is is tied to the idea like of trying to control what you can't control, right? And I think this is a mistake where people go, especially on the, on the acquisition side, obviously that makes sense. When you're trying to control the user and where they're going, what they're doing, as opposed to letting them make that, leading them to the point where they make that choice, they make the choice, they feel like they're making that choice, is a hard balance because you don't want to let them make that choice. You want, them, you want to convince them to do it. But when you do that, you're psychologically creating a disincentive for them to actually do what you want them to do. Yeah, and it also makes me think that uh, as for growth, so it implies retention, right, mm-hmm. in, in, in your flywheel. And in that particular case, yes, the brand that you have built, the efforts that you've made, then yes, it can make sense to build retention. And it's very difficult to build retention on the web instead of on mm-hmm. mobile apps because a user can install your app then he, it, he has it on, on his phone and he can use it again in two, two weeks or, or so on the web it's like clearly different and so yes maybe in that case it helps to 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 build a, a brand or at least to do to do something to return your users and so yes yeah makes sense okay we're getting close we're running out of time so if you're some if you're talking to somebody who's let's say whether they're doing ppc social media seo and they want to pull back and they want to get a more broad view a more complete view of the marketing process and funnel and all that great stuff what's your advice to them Um, a generic question i'm so upset at myself but it's i think it's a good question no no that's a good question um well i would say Keep your specialty. It's important to like keep it. I mean, you know, here it's been a year now since I I've been doing like pet and and ethio, but it's very important to keep your specialty. So to keep learning, um, but you need to like test and learn new things to learn a new expertise or to develop. Um, a way to see things differently than SEO or PPC or depending on, on what you do, of course. But yeah, you, you need to, uh, and also something else that is very important, uh, that was very important to me, uh, is to meet new people that, is, that are not uh, working on your uh, own industry, uh, on your own discipline and ask them questions, uh, try to learn, try to understand 
um, the, their state of the arts, you know, and yes, that's really important. Yeah, I mean, that's where I, I kind of wanted to go with this, because if you're doing something like that, you're going to be dealing with areas that you might be familiar with, but you don't actually, I'm not an expert in, or at least not yet. Yes, and it's uh, when That's you fun. step out, it's difficult to not be the experts that you can be in right. SEO or PPC and etc. It's like very difficult uh, in in meetings, for instance, to someone ask you a question on on PPC, for instance, and you you come from the SEO world and you're like, okay, so I don't know. I will look out for for the answer but at this moment i don't know and this is like very difficult to to admit that but this is a, a first step in, in learning i mean that's fairly typical in any like you know old role i mean old role i mean like cmo coo yes. because yeah i mean i, mean, I used to be a long time ago coo of a property manager company in in new york city like this is like I'm dating myself. I, I left there in 2011. Oh my God. So it's like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like there were things I was in charge of that I was, I knew about, but I wasn't an expert in and you're relying on the people under you to make sure that you know what the hell you're, what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> I feel the pain. Yeah. No, I don't have that pain anymore, but yeah, <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> Um, okay, so with that, where can people find you? TikTok? No. No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I always ask that to my guests. Like, yeah, we can find you on TikTok. Like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm just messing with you. I don't do TikTok. I'm too old for this. I know. I call it talk tick <laughs> on purpose because, like, I'm such a boomer. I don't like TikTok. I don't know. I don't know how to dance or fall down a flight of stairs. So I'm not meant for TikTok. You know, I, I downloaded the, the app uh, a month ago. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... But I'm, I'm, I'm probably too old for this because the only way um, I, had, I have fun on TikTok is looking at videos of people laughing at uh, working from home scenes, you know, not the, not the casual videos you, you find on TikTok. So, yes, I'm, I, I think that I'm too old for, for TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I only look at videos that like my sister sends me. Or uh, Nico from Semrich, if you're listening, he asked me to retweet his videos all the time still. <laughs> and they're funny, but like, whatever. Okay, where can, where can people find you for real? Um, on Twitter, yeah. Okay. That's uh, the best way to, to reach me. So it's uh, Alice Russell uh, with two A because there, there's another Alice Russell that uh, oh, signed sucks. up on Twitter before me. Yeah. We should like hack their account, delete it, so you can have the one A account. <laughs> oh, you know, I tried. I don't know if I can say that, but I tried. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I tracked her down, tried to beat her up. <laughs> I kidnapped her. Then no, that's way too far. Wow, we really went off the handle of that. Okay, so two A's. Yes. It's like a a plus plus. Yeah. Some All the local SEOs know how to find you. Yeah, AAA marketing, AAA. <laughs> you know. All right. That's my brain. <laughs> awesome. All right. Where can you find the SEO rant? You went through a whole episode and you're asking me that question. I'm really asking you that question, but at the SEO rant.com and Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever great, mediocre, terrible podcasts are found. Uh, we're there. Um, new episodes every Thursday, typically. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. And Alice, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. 
And I'm looking forward to seeing you on TikTok. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> All right, audience. Toodles.